you guys want to feel old. Yeah. Okay. It's it, it's the 25th anniversary of the Frighteners today. Ooh. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I don't feel that old because I feel like I was still a child, but <laughs> I still feel old regardless, so that's fine. Yeah. Wow, 25 years, so... Yeah, I, I was pretty... Yeah, I was like, you know, kind of young. I was 12. Yeah. Yeah, I was like... I was twelve. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen that movie in a while? Yes, I watched oh, it yeah. last year. Oh yeah. For sure, I watch it at least every couple of years, this, if not once a year. Does it still hold up. I mean, uh, ish. Ish. I mean, but it's just so good. I mean, the guy that's the my body is a roadmap of pain is the main reason I watch it. It's just, you know, so funny. After seeing Spookies. My perspective has changed. Oh, and also Space Jam yeah. too. Uh, sorry. Did you see the new Space Jam? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Ooh. It was. No, it was thank you. So bad. I, so I didn't bad. watch thank it. You. Oh my god. I I Ouch. I was so mad about it. I left a very lengthy Google review. So if you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you wow. search Space Jam 2, you'll see my one-star review there. Nice. In all its glory. Oh my God. You fucking, God you, you tell him. You tell him. I did. I was so mad. <laughs> I just could tell from the previews, and I'm like, oh, this is a flaming piece of shit. Oh, man. Yeah. If you only knew. I wasn't going to watch it. Nope. <laughs> I wonder if people, I wonder if people our age back in the 90s felt the same about Space Jam then. It's a beloved film. I don't think so. It is pretty Yeah. Good. I mean, I guess some people might have been like, that's lame, but they were also doing like the hip hop bugs and like, you know, like from in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Where they had, so cool. Yeah. They were in like oh, jumpsuits and backward hats and gold gold necklaces. I mean, so that was, that was kind of vogue back then. But yeah, so I like, I guess like, uh, like Space Jam isn't a big leap from that. Right, like um, you have you have hip hip hop Looney Tunes, so like Space Jam, it's like not not that big a stretch after. Yeah, I mean, just but imagine this: imagine pandering to millennials and children at the same time in one oh, movie. That's pretty easy. Well, <laughs> oh, and uh, notorious Pig. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh. Oh yeah, everybody oh, remember damn. remember him? Oh. oh, P.I.G. That's Porky to you. No, I know. That's Porky to but you. But, but they're being like, hey, brother. hey, all you old millennials, you guys remember remember Notorious P.I.G.? Huh? Anybody remember that? Let, let's piss all over his love grave. No. Yeah, you fucking love it. <laughs> uh, you you know the most fun thing about this episode. I was putting in the in the search terms in uh the archive list. Yeah. Murder, bizarre, possession, mysterious creature, death. I was feeling a little seen and you you US poisons people. <laughs> <laughs> Poisoning. Just as long as it's no Casey Anthony and it's all like how to, you know, what happens after Xanax or yeah. what happens to a dead body. <laughs> how to suffocate? So yeah, yep. Does does the bleach get the smell of dead baby out of your car? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, nothing that specific, I guess. I'm a little, sure. I'm a little vanilla, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was. Uh, you had to be very specific. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, a couple hundred years worth of articles there. It's mm-hmm. Crazy. 
Yeah. Wow. Talking nuts. So hand cherry picked from the finest of all articles the Weber's have found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I wish I had time to go deeper. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely would like to do a little more searching. Oh, yeah. The well, future. there's a plethora of this stuff, so we can always mm-hmm. revisit it. Yeah. And some are so old, it's like hard to read them. Like it's like mm-hmm. they're they're got grainy from the, I guess the from the microfiche, yeah, from the oh, scan. Yeah. yeah, I I always remember that from watching like unsolved mysteries or cold <laughs> case files where they show you like the document and you're like, I'm sorry, what is this? <laughs> is this a Rorschach or is this a document? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So this just in: you're listening to Under the Pendulum podcast. I'm Chris Weber, here with Heather Weber. Hello. And in Los Angeles with the news, it's Caitlin Weber. Hi, it's very turbulent and rainy and volcanic and <laughs> There's lips everywhere. <laughs> oh, she got blown away. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're uh, talking and we're going to be talking in news voices most of the episode, I'm sure. Or uh, we'll try. <laughs> this just in. Hot ticket. <laughs> we'll try, try and give up halfway through, yo. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's more yeah. like it yeah today's episode will be another kind of easygoing one um we'll basically just be reading and discussing new stories from history a mystery history soup if you will yep mm, my favorite i know I, I tried to find really old stuff but like with the archives most of it went back to like i mean late 1700s at most mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was hard to find like some some older stuff well that's okay. I mean, there's there's so much to comb through. I mean, you know, for so long it wasn't even newspapers. It was just fucking pamphlets and then like things posted on buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you know, like big true, with true. The movable press and stuff like that to have any kind of document was probably if you could even read it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, like they still have like some broadsheets and things like that. Um, but yeah, it just they, they were it wasn't as easy to find those. And and also a lot of those like earlier ones were in German, so oh sure, mm-hmm, yes they were, yeah. So I think we're kind of meandering around the nineteenth and twentieth century with the ones we've picked today. Yeah, groovy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Those old Victorians. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I don't. I do want to just kind of I go and then you go or yeah or sure. or, or should or should I just do all mine and. And then you do all yours? Yeah, or? I mean, that's either way sounds fine to me. Okay. We could just go right down the line if you'd like to do it that way. What do you think, Kate? I like, I've always been a proponent for taking turns. Ah. That's right. just me. Yeah. You know? I'll start with a really short one. How about that? Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So this one is like super duper short. It was just like a little blurb that I found, but I found it to be rather hilarious. Okay. Just to taste an appetizer. I call this, it's okay, everyone. He stole a lawnmower. This is from the Cambridge Chronicle, August 25th, 1877. Illinois hung a man in 1869 for murder and now discovers that it wasn't the criminal at all. No great harm done, however, as he owned up to borrowing a lawnmower and keeping it for his trouble. Did you say he got hung? Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> they Jesus. thought he Whoa. So they thought he k- killed a man, but he didn't. But they're like no harm done though cuz he 
admitted he borrowed a lawnmower and kept it. So we're good, baby. Dude, just grasping for straws, man. Just like. Wait, so they killed him anyway? Well, he was hung for a murder, but he but they found out that he wasn't the murderer, but they felt the need to write. But he's a thief, guys. He stole a lawnmower. He's a fucking lawnmower. It's cool. Mower stealing piece of shit. Oh my god, you guys! I hate thinking about how, how much throughout history you just like got killed for anything, even if you didn't do it, yeah. or, oh, or by yeah. association. Sure. I mean, ugh, it it's you know, with thank God for DNA evidence now, because it's really gonna yes. cut down, I think, on a lot of people being wrongfully Hopefully. executed. Yeah, I mean, like, well, there are periods in like. I mean, like ancient China or even like, the you know, modern age in England where like they would prosecute you for even the tiniest crime, like with the greatest punishment, which usually was like fucking horrible torture, maiming or death. Yeah. And so it was just like they were trying to like they were trying to rein in crime that was happening. So they're like, you know what? We are just going to harshly punish the smallest thing and just hoping that that would curb um yeah the, the crime happening it never did but we're gonna make an fucking... example out of you yeah but how many man. fucking examples do you make before it's <laughs> like it's not working <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's another Damn discussion all together <laughs> that's wild holy shit i know i mean I've, i had to read it a couple times to understand it but that's how i interpreted it well so. you don't you just you don't steal a lawnmower man i guess you don't not in 1870s, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, people are getting shot in their lawns for less nowadays, you know? Very true. Never, Yeah, you'd never know who your neighbor is, so just be careful. Don't fuck with them too bad, because they might just go insane and shoot you and your wife in your front yard. Yep. Ooh, that's bleak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so be, be passive. All right. Be passive. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe just buy your own fucking lawnmower, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So this one's a kind of a crazy one. Um, So this is from June 2nd in Chicago. The paper is called The Daily Illini. What year is it from? (laughs) So, oh, shit. This is from 1929, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. So listen up, Pancake Ears, because here's the news. (laughs) This just in. Federal officers indicted for death by poison alcohol. Oh. Yeah. And there's Uh-oh. a there's an interesting backstory after this. So federal officers who ordered grain alcohol adulterated with poisons that kill may be indicted as accessories before the fact to manslaughter in connection with the fatal alcohol poisoning of John Harper, age twenty one. Oh. Chief Justice Lindsay said he will place the entire matter before the county grand jury when it considers the Harper case as it has been found that the alcohol which killed Harper had been poisoned by federal orders. Damn. Quote, Young Harper's death presents to us an obligation to determine to what extent the government is within its rights in poisoning alcohol which may be destined for consumption as a beverage in this state. Unquote. I'm sorry? So... (laughs) This is like kind of prohibition. Okay. Mm-hmm. People weren't buying alcohol, but bootleggers were stealing industrial alcohol to make into drinking alcohol. So sure. mm-hmm. the federal government decided that they would put different like p- 
poisonous chemicals or like deterrents into the industrial alcohol to act as a deterrent for bootleggers, but they still stole it anyway. So like they poisoned because bootleggers were already making poison to sell to people. They didn't care. Well, as long as someone bought but, it. but I mean, like it, it's the government poisoning alcohol and like kind of being like people are probably oh going to drink it and die. Like, I but... wonder if all of the officers were required to put on tiny pencil mustaches and a satin cape and a top hat and like. You know, just be like, hey, 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 I will poison this alcohol. <laughs> just evil villain shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. Or, or just like That's... little witches over a cauldron, you know? Oh, my yeah. God. And they're all like Fred and, you know, Reuben or something. Just normal guys <laughs> in overalls. Dressed as witches. <laughs> Yeah, so supposedly, like, a lot of people died from from this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they ever treated crack or, like, cocaine that way. I wonder if there was ever, ever, like, a narcotic case like that, too, where the cops poisoned it somehow, but... Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to look into. I mean, like, I guess you could say, like, people are doing that now, not the government, but, like, with putting fentanyl and everything now. Yo, that's oh, yeah. that's killing a fuckload of people. God, I heard about like what was it? Some like posh historian people having like a party, and someone brought coke, and it had fentanyl in it, and sure enough, one of them died. Yeah, Shit's man, the devil, dude. Yay! Good thing we, good thing we're not teenagers right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a dangerous time to be partying, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. you kids well, be you safe know, out there. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And speaking of uh, inept law enforcement, uh, my next one is called, You Had One Job, Bill. One job. God damn it, Bill. (laughs) So this is from the Boston Pilot, January 8th. Hey, hey, 1870. Happy birthday. Uh oh. England, scalding a lunatic to death. At the York Assizes, William Tracy, a warder in Clifton Unitic Asylum. Unitic. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're crazy, but you don't have any nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, William Tracy, a warder in Clifton Lunatic Asylum, was charged with neglecting and ill-treating a lunatic named Daryl, who had formerly been a policeman. The defendant had been directed to give Daryl a bath, and entrusted the task to two other lunatics, who made the bath so hot that Daryl was severely scalded and died from the injuries ten days afterwards. I guess you could say he was derelict. (laughs) (laughs) The jury found the prisoner guilty. It appeared that he had lost his situation and been in prison three months. His lordship considered that sufficient punishment. And, after passing a nominal sentence of imprisonment on him, ordered his discharge. So, he, uh, he didn't go to jail that long for that. He, he went... For cooking a man alive? Yeah, and trusting, uh, you know, his job to two inmates or, or, um, Mm. patients at the, at the asylum. And he went to prison for three months for that. (laughs) For, like, killing a man, basically. (laughs) Man, yeah, that's so crazy. It's terrible. They like 
you know, like you, you want to do a rubber ducky in a bath, but they do like a, a whole chicken because they want to broil it too, <laughs> and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be a terrible death, oh. man. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a popular one uh, back in the day. Popular like ex- way of executing, scalding. Yeah, or boiling somebody alive. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yummy. <laughs> He's got high hopes. He's got high hopes. He's got high up high in the sky. Hopes. Oh. <laughs> you know. That's a soup of sorts as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking, oh, man, that's awful, though. Oof. Yeah, that's bad. Jeez. So three months, huh? Yeah. yeah not yeah, bad. That's it. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> fucking justice system, right? Yeah. November 6, 1975, Pueblo, Colorado. And the magazine's called The Arrow. Okay. Mysterious blob defies logic, grows. A mysterious blob discovered in Garland, Texas, caused a commotion when it grew larger and larger, refusing to die. Attacking it, <laughs> attacking it with pitchforks and knives only cut it into little blobs, which kept <laughs> on growing. You know, it just it happens every time. Well. The battle oh. ended finally when a tobacco and water mixture made the creature shrivel up. Ah! <laughs> Sound like the plot of a science fiction movie? I do think yes, so. Yes, does. again. Oh. So, so the blob incident actually took place in a Dallas, Texas suburb in May of 1973. Now, three scientists at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology say organisms like the blob are not rare and can be found in rotting logs, trees, or even someone's basement. Uh. The MIT researchers are studying the life cycles of slime molds, which are first cousins to the famous Texas creature. The bizarre life forms, neither plant nor animal, are actually cells with millions of nuclei. Boring. I know. Wait a second. (laughs) So this is an actual blob like in the movies, The Blob, that can slink around. No, so it's like a uh it's like a slime mold that just like grows and it gets bigger like pretty quickly. Um and I'm sure it looks weird, but it's actually just a just just a type of mold. Oh, so it won't make your toaster dance or anything. No, Aww. no, yeah. No, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Or the Statue of Liberty. So in case you were still wondering, the blobs come in a variety of colors, black, white, red, orange, and yellow, which is the most common. They eat nutrients such as seaweed, and under favorable conditions, they grow. But there's no need to barricade your basement eat. door in terror. Yes, they also like cats and children. <laughs> so please, keep those doors open. Yeah. <laughs> So according to the MIT scientists, the organism should not grow to be bigger than one foot by one foot. It might be comforting comforting to have a mixture of tobacco and water handy, though. <laughs> I, 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 I got it. <laughs> yeah. oh, gross. Just keep grandpa's spatoon by, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like blob with blob. Yeah, so that one's, like, not really, like, scary or anything, but I, I did think it was funny, the... People like attacking it. 
Oh, yes, that imagery was very fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to like a, a longer one. This is about the possibly the most badass man to have ever lived. Sure. I'm just oh, going wow. to take Carl Panzeram? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's a bad man. A bad Steve man. Er- He's a oh, bad so not, man. not Steve Irwin. Okay. No. Oh, yeah. No. Um, so this article was really long, but we got to post a picture of this page because it is fantastic. It's got like an octopus on it and like a picture of the dude. So this is from the Ogden Standard Examiner from January 15th, 1922. And it's called. Everything's popping off in January. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's called At the End of the Airline. The strangest and most dangerous existence in the world is led by the daring Greek native who descends hundreds of feet to the bottom and fights against sharks, octopuses, and rival divers for sponges. Yeah! Need a plunger? Use a sponger. Spongers! Yes! (laughs) So this first excerpt is kind of like introducing this guy. Okay. So... How rival sponge divers fight beneath the coastal waters of Tunis, Africa, was recounted to me by an accomplished Greek diver, Pandels Giannoulis, I think that's how you say it. Oh, yeah, girl. Sorry if I'm butchering Greek it. Names. Pandels Giannoulis told me of his adventures. <laughs> he was a tall man with black hair matted on his head and stiffly falling over his eyes. His forehead was cut by four parallel lines. His cheeks, hollowed and sliced by lines, rose to the corners of his straight mouth, overhung with black mustaches. And one can play tic-tac-toe on his face. <laughs> so now we have a good picture of this guy. <laughs> you said must- Ladders of mustaches. You said mustaches, I just imagined like, yeah, just like a... <laughs> like stacks? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it looks it. like. His mustaches yeah, have mustaches. Stacked. Yeah, That's exactly Girl. it. <laughs> Girl, did you see that stash? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So this article is really just kind of like one big thing of him telling different stories. So this is this is quoted <laughs> from here on here on out. Okay, gotcha. So second excerpt. Okay. But when the day for setting sail came, there would be a strange time. Wharfs crowded with weeping women, bands playing. <laughs> <laughs> Four out of a hundred divers that left, perhaps only thirty would come back. The cap <laughs> The captains of the machines treated them very badly because of the competition. Now the boats, the sponge boats are called machines because of the machinery on them, so that's what they nicknamed them as a sidebar. Not capitalist. So they were mean to them, which is that why there was so much weeping on this? On this harbor? Well, it's because like 70% of them are going to die. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll make you weep. Yep. Yep. Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant. <laughs> the captains of the machines treated them very badly because of the competition. If a diver grew sick, he had to go down anyway. If signs of paralysis came, they would stand the fellow up and throw buckets of cold water on him then send him down again. This lasted until about 15 years ago. Since then, the Greek government has sent out a gunboat every season to inspect all the machines. There is a roll call every day and a sick list. 
Right. So no, like no. so they just they just splash water on this person till they're not paralyzed. That anymore. has the bends. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. That's just so Just throw That's buckets awful. of ice water and slap the shit out of him and slap him on the ass and send him down. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have done that anyway, but like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It's> tight. <laughs> All right, this is the third excerpt. Nicholas Sacalarius, a friend of mine, had a curious experience. We were off the coast of Tunis. The fleet was there at work. Nicholas was a naked diver. Mm. <laughs> now, With a great Sacalarius. <laughs> <laughs> now, a naked diver has around his middle a rope, and in his hands he holds a great stone to carry him quickly to the bottom. To this stone is attached another rope. When the diver reaches the bottom, he puts the stone under one arm and crawls around. Well, Nicholas stood on the gunwale of his boat and dived. Down he went, right into the mouth of a shark. I guess you could call him a bottom, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> right into the mouth of so a just, shark? So just right into it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh. He felt the teeth of the shark rip along his body. And then he oh. was vomited out, rose to the surface, and scrambled back aboard. He bears the marks of the teeth to this day. I am. Well, I'm glad Sacalarius is still alive to sackle along. <laughs> or was. <laughs> oh, man. And so here's so the they, they, did, they didn't mention why he was a naked diver, huh? Like, like does that help? Well, they... That was like a Greek tradition to be naked. Oh, okay, naked, naked diving and wrestling and everything. Well, I, I do about the just... I do about the wrestling and stuff, but I didn't. Uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense yeah. to be naked diving. You want to do it naturally, man. You know. Yes. Mm -hmm. You don't want them slippery sponges. I mean, those rigid sponges catching on your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the fourth excerpt and final. <gasps> Often, between divers and suits, there would be combats. I remember one time, two brothers were working in the same fleet on different machines. Both were regular divers, and unknowing, both were sent down on the same piece of bottom. Two hundred feet deep, they saw the same group of sponges, very huge ones, and began to fight, hitting each other with their hooks, tumbling about among the rocks. At last, one of them, with a great stroke of his hook, cut through the airline of the other, gathered the precious sponges, and gave the signal to be hauled up. Arriving at the surface, he proclaimed that he had been attacked and killed his assailant. The news spread through the fleet. All knocked off work, and the machines gathered about in a circle as the drowned man was brought to the surface. The helmet was taken from the head of the corpse, and the diver saw the face of his brother. Oh, no. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of pictured like the sponges were in the shape of boobies or ladies <laughs> and they were fighting over the sponges. This is my sponge. Mine. <laughs> that sponge looks like a woman. <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> it's absorbent gold, man. You, just... <laughs> you know, we love to put titties on things at sea. It's it's remarkable. That's, right. That's what I always say. Right. I mean, isn't the ocean just Fucking one big old pair of tits. <laughs> Squishy. 
Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> it's so squishy. Squish. Bazooms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're getting into cryptid territory. Woo! Oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> So this is from February February 27th, 1932, uh, from an Australian Woo! newspaper called The Mail. Ooh, creative. That's so creative. Yeah, yep, The Mail. Mm. <laughs> Armed men hunt strange monster. Shaggy beast-like huge gorilla prowls mountains. People terrified. Attacks three. I don't know why they put it like that. Oh, my word. Shaggy beast-like huge gorilla. <laughs> Melbourne today. Armed bushmen are hunting for a mysterious beast, shaggy and powerful, that has attacked three men in the mountainous region between Blight and Yakandanda. Yakandanda. I don't know. Yakandanda. (laughs) The people are terrified. Its footprints have been found, but opinions vary as to the identity of the animal. Some say it is seven feet high and is hairy-headed and looks like a clumsy deer and that it has razor-like claws and four white tusks. (laughs) <laughs> a clumsy deer. A clumsy deer. Man, that's a that's a doofus right there. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, my fucking knee. Uh. <laughs> He's got a bum knee. Yeah, just fucking can't help it, man. <laughs> uh, wasn't that funny? <laughs> Those who have those who have seen the beast were too terrified to know exactly what they saw. They s- <laughs> they say variously that it okay. So this is going to be weird. I'll mention it in a minute. So they say variously that it is an old man kangaroo, a grizzly bear, and a mad gorilla. <laughs> it is the pivot of a dozen different theories. But the countryside is unanimous that the strange animal lurks in the shadows and leaps on passing horsemen. So an old man kangaroo, I had to look it up because I, I obviously mm-hmm. you picture a kangaroo with like an old man face. And you know. a cane. Oh, yeah. God, no. <laughs> That's what I pictured. Just like that one in the video of the, the, the kangaroo pounding on the guy's glass, but like an old man's face. <laughs> Those fuckers get jacked, dude. What's that? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Um, so don't- Trying to drown your dog, but it looks like an insurance salesman. <laughs> so the um, so an old man kangaroo is like a like a mature male kangaroo. Oh. So they just call it an old man kangaroo, and he's got a twinkle in his eye, but it's for murder. Mm, he's buying Mercedes. In a pouch full, pouch full of raisin brand. Mm-hmm. He's got a new hot exactly. girlfriend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So there's a couple different uh, sections to this one. So the next one is Hunters Attacked. A farmer on a recent moonlight night was riding home about 10 o'clock. Just as he bent over the saddle on the horse, there was a grunt and a scuffle. And a heavy and a heavy lumbering figure leapt at the head of the horse. The animal bolted with the farmer holding on for his life. Later, an inspection disclosed footmarks like those of a grizzly bear. A few nights later, the farmer heard the strange visitor lumbering and grunting around his hut. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 401k. Outside, the horses whinnied in terror. 
Three of the most daring men in the district went out to hunt through the mountain wilderness for the prowling terror. With guns ready, they spent the night out in the open, but found no trace. <laughs> Later, they were passing through the eerie shadows on the running creek road, talking of their exploit, a shade spectacle, when, in the twinkling of an eye, again, it's, it's in that old-timey, the thing that they had been seeking was on them. You know... Next piece. Go I ahead. mean, it, 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 it already sounds like an old pirate telling it, you know, I, I'm reading it along with you, and it's in the voice of an old pirate in my head. And the reuse really? of, the, of the phrase of twinkling of an eye just solidifies that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Garrett, the twinkling of an eye, the thing that they yeah. had been seeking, was upon them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that exactly. works good. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could have read it like that. Yeah, sorry. So the next, next section, <laughs> horses terrified. Oh my! The horses were scared, and rearing broke the shafts of the buckboard on which the men were riding. The three men were thrown to the roadway. Grabbing their guns, they fired, but in their confusion, the mystery animal scuttled back into the bush, apparently unharmed. Ooh, retirement. <laughs> retirement. <laughs> Five days left. <laughs> when daylight came, the men found the prince of the animals, but could not guess what it was. Mm. On Thursday, William Nuttall, a 21-year-old drover with some women and men friends, men friends, okay, was riding home to men Myrtle Ford. Friends. Yeah, men friends. The moon and the men friends was shiny. No, the moon was <laughs> the moon was shining. Young Nuttle got off his horse to tighten the girth, and the others went on slowly. Ooh. Those ahead heard him shout, "Ride like mad! Some strange beast is attacking me!" The that's mysterious really, animal. That's a really long phrase under duress. <laughs> oh, ride like mad! Oh, this is strange beast. The mysterious animal had hidden in the shadows and made a sweep at him with its paw. It ripped Nuttle's shirt to ribbons, but missed his body. Nuttle's horse took fright and bolted, but he stuck to the saddle. In his fabulous new ribbon blouse. (laughs) (laughs) When Nuttle looked around, he saw a large hairy creature. A sudden swerve by the horse unseated him, and he dashed for the wire fence which divided him from the railway line. He raced for life along the rails with the animal close at his heels. Oh my Last god. Last section. Blind kangaroo? <laughs> About 20 or 30 yards ahead, he saw his horse standing on the roadway, shivering with fright. Nuttle leapt the fence with a bound and, regaining the saddle, <laughs> urged the horse on. This is the history of the mystery terror of the mountain so far. Some of the Myrtle Ford folk think that it is an old man kangaroo which was caught in a recent brush fire and is wandering about the country half blind. <laughs> you gotta finish that. <laughs> Leave my wife out of the will. <laughs> Nuttle does not accept that theory. He thinks it is a gorilla. More probable, I guess. Um, God damn in it. the bush. Yes, a uh, yeah, I guess. in Australia. Uh, <laughs> Rain in October. 
<laughs> All I know is you better give me a Vegemite sandwich. Well, mm. Yeah. This I've afternoon. Never had Vegemite. Ooh, Vegem. What is what's Vegemite? It's a Australian um, delicacy. Oh. It's like but a, no, it's just like what they. It's a preserve. It's like their schmear. It's like oh, a yeah. it's like a salty but like sweet preserve of some sort. Oh, okay. sounds nice. odd. Mm. Apparently, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. So this afternoon, a party of armed horsemen left Myrtle Ford to search for the creature. Wow. And we never, we never found out what the mysterious, scuttling, grunting creature was. <laughs> Dang. An old man blind, nice. un- I almost said a unicorn, kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this old man blind, unicorn, kangaroo. This writer was um, quite untalented, I must say. Yeah, it wasn't written great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it just, it's, it was, the layout was strange. I'll just it, have to say that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sensational. It works. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, blind kangaroo that got burnt and is roaming Australia somewhere. Man, it's a harrowing tale. All right. So my next one is called "Abusive Shoemaker Gets the Lady Boots All Up in His Ass." <laughs> Ooh. All up in your ass with that resurrection. <laughs> those stilettos, so- man. That's not fun. <laughs> So this is from the Boston Pilot, February 19th, 1859. Ooh, go way back. Illinois. At Linville, Oregon Company, Illinois, a few days ago, a shoemaker named Ozias G. Elliott was arrested on the charge of having murdered his wife, whose body was found buried under mysterious circumstances and mm. whom he had always greatly ill-treated. While the coroner's jury were holding an inquest on the body, the prisoner was attacked in the hotel where he was in custody by a number of infuriated women who tore out his hair and handled him so roughly that his life was in danger. Oh, shit. He was then locked up in- balls. Yeah, right. (laughs) Purple nurples, all of it. (laughs) He was then locked up in an upper room by the officers to keep him from the fury of the women. And while there- he jumped out of the window and escaped. Oh, shit. I guess he died. <laughs> nope. Nope. Anything's better but those bras. <laughs> was that it? Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Oh, man. I know. Damn. So they, did I they say they what? Him. Did they say what he did to, like, piss off all the women? Yeah, he killed his wife and buried her. Oh, 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 oh! So, so a lot of women were were pissed that he did that. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. they probably all had to hear her shit at tea time, and they're tired of it. And then finally, <laughs> she gets fucking exed, fucking iced, and they got to do something about it. Yeah, That's right. Kick his monkey ass. She always mm-hmm. brought the scones. Yeah, she, she always brought the best she, scones. She made the best blueberry scones. I, and like even when there weren't even any blueberries around, hey, <laughs> time just never was the same. I don't know how she did it. I hope they like kicked the shit out of him with like shoes that he made. <gasps> yes. Oh, Christopher, I know. That's, that's fine. Isn't that's it fine, ironic? justice right there. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I would even be happy if he had, like, fixed them, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, I'll fix you, too. (laughs) It's our turn to fix you. (laughs) He's like, sell sell them on. He's like, you could smash a watermelon with these shoes. (laughs) So this is Lip and Stick, the friendly ghost. Now, this is... Cute. (laughs) This is from the Buffalo Courier from New York. In 1922, and this was also found on a strange company. Spirit leads to finding of dead body hidden in well five years. Ooh. Appears before owner of farm and leads him to make investigations. Now believe murder was committed. Plainsville, Ohio, August 12th. A white fluttering spirit led to the discovery of Henry Lippenstick's body in an old well on a farm near Painesville, and reveals that a murder has been committed in the belief of Carlogis, owner of the farm. Lippenstick's body had been submerged in the well for five years. The former owner of the farm, located at Payne's Hollow, six miles southeast of Paynesville, is held on charge of murder. Oh. Logis, the present owner today, said he believed he had been influenced in making a discovery by a white shadow. He was maybe drinking... The water that this guy had been just like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, I thought about that, too. That's not the kind of gravy you want. No, Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. no sir. Mm. That's not the electrolytes you need. No. That's that five-year vintage right there. Mm. Yeah, that corpse yeah. water. <laughs> I saw it repeatedly, said Logies. Every second or third night, I encountered this shadow or vision in the barn. It invariably flew and fluttered in front of my face and then disappeared. It did not always take a definite form, but on several occasions, I noticed its resemblance to the shadow of a man. I cannot describe the creepy feeling I experienced. Several times I noticed that the shadow disappeared in the vicinity of the old well. Then I noticed my horses refused to drink at the well. When I cleaned out the well... I discovered the body. And that was it. Oh, gross. Yeah, icky, right? Ugh, I'd hate to discover a body in any capacity. In a well, least of all. Your water supply? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, and now my last one has to do with Moida. Moida! Now, this is from the Cambridge Chronicle, October 23rd, 1875. The fortunes or misfortunes of a certain Kentucky family might form the plot of a French novel. Many years since, the wife of a wealthy and distinguished man, in a fit of insanity, threw her two little sons out of a lofty window of her beautiful home. One died. The other was unharmed. Yeah. The mother was committed to a lunatic asylum where she remained many years without recovering. By his wealth and political influence, the husband procured a divorce from his unfortunate wife. In the meanwhile, his son, whom his mother had thrown from the window, had become a fiancé to a lovely girl. But she jilted him and married his father, who gave her most of his vast estate. Gross. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, super gross. Finally, the... Chucking f- babies, incest, that's gross. I know, dude. It's crazy. Finally, the father died. The first wife recovered and sued the second wife for the property, assisted by her son, 
whose early love for his stepmother was turned to gall by her unfaithfulness and transferred to the mother, who attempted to deprive him of life. So the son that she threw out the window that lived helped her ultimately sue the 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 stepmom who <laughs> the step-mom, he was dating, but which became was his, his fiance. Feel like there's a video like this on Pornhub or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ew, of course, gross. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I just thought that was a a little too juicy not to include. Ooh, that's Goodness, scandalous! That's too much. Oh my god, but that's all I, I got. Be like I'm walking away. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Um, that was that was. I can't even hear your story. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good ending one. Yeah. yeah, Damn, that is yeah. just. Mm. I'm gonna need a bib, man. That's so juicy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, coming through these old archives is a hoot. It's it it's really crazy. is, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. Um, I know. I know. We kind of did this one last minute. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, I would love to do some more and actually spend more time and mm-hmm. like find some because there's like I mean just. Tens millions. of thousands, yeah, millions out there. It's just like, yeah, holy crap, yeah. So some of the ads are really funny Fun. too. Yeah, to <laughs> to your laxatives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely come back with some more for sure. Um, yeah. we'll try to find like I think I think finding some ooh yeah some real good Victoria juicy ones would be fun. Oh yeah, almost as juicy as the guy in the well. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he was like just bones, or if like I wonder how. I don't know. Because like that's like that's five years. Like putrefaction would have like probably in the water gone already, right? I feel like it kind of mummifies you sometimes too. But yeah, you're right. I feel like it would kind of eat away at you. Yeah. Because I mean, it's kind of like maturation, like when you're get, trying to get like flesh off of bones. Um, you just put them in water, and then there's like this bacteria that builds up, and it like kind of starts breaking down the flesh a little. Mm. Oh my god! All I know is one time in Wisconsin, a squirrel died in the spring, and it it was left like in eye shot of my parking lot, and I watched it all winter, getting wet and then dry, wet and then dry, Ooh. wet and then dry, and like how it broke down in that kind of moisture and freeze and stuff like that. Did it turn just... turn into squirrel jerky or? <laughs> it was mostly mummified looking towards the end. Oh, okay. It was really gross. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Moist mummies. Mm. <laughs> Moist mummies. Poetry. So, I... <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we should do socials then. Yes. Yes. This just did. You can follow us on Facebook at Under the Pendulum Podcast, Instagram at Under Pendulum Podcast, Twitter at Pendulum underscore pod, and you can find all the episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, or almost anywhere else you listen to your pods. You can find me, Heather. On Facebook at Heather Thomas, Instagram h.n.thomas, Twitter at Heather W. Thomas, and you can hear my narrations on creepy tales to terrify pseudopoda and chilling tales for dark nights. You can find me, Baba Welcome, on 60 Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me, Caitlin, at Frothy Stardog on Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram by searching for Christopher Weber 13V. 
and Facebook by searching for Christopher Weber. Nice. Christopher (laughs) Weber. And that's the news, folks. (laughs) Good night. Yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back with uh, another episode. I think this has kind of been a primer for some some nice, juicy stuff that we'll be working on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.